my name is Lauren, and you are listening to a series on formative stories that build people into who they are that will hopefully bring a little light into your day. Today, I am joined with Abby. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, I'm so excited to be here. Abby is a senior in high school and is excited to attend UVU this upcoming fall in their BFA program for musical theater. I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so, Abby, your story kind of um, begins in elementary school. So, why don't we go ahead and you can just start sharing with us? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I went to a school called American Heritage, and it was a private school. It is a private school. Um, I basically had this friend. Her name was Lauren, and um, I thought she was my best friend, and like, I thought we were just like so close and buddy buddy and all this stuff. I thought we were best friends and she would say like some rude stuff to me. She would say like, oh, haha, you're gay or something. And like as like a kid in kindergarten, mm -hmm. hearing that you're like, oh no, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Is that bad? Yeah. Like, she was using it as an insult, obviously. Yeah. And then she would, she said something like, the reason I don't have any siblings is because they're all in hell and that's where I belong and all this stuff. Oh my it was, gosh. Yeah. It was because you're an only child. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this stuff she would say and I just brushed it off and be like, oh yeah, she's my best friend. And I grew up from kindergarten to fifth grade in fear that she would hate me and fear that she would do bad things because her parents were the principals. So she was like, I thought that she was in charge of everything. And it, mm -hmm. she acted like it too. And so I had this fear of rejection more than usual, more than like, you know, everyone's scared of rejection. Mm -hmm. It's just a natural thing. But I had this fear that, oh, I might get kicked out of the school or like she's going to do something and tell her parents, I'm going to get suspended, like always having this fear. Mm -hmm. And so my parents would tell me and they'd be like, and I just brush it off. I'd be like, oh no, like Lauren's, Lauren's my best friend, like it's okay, it's good, whatever. And so then I finally started to see it in fifth grade and I was like, I'm gonna go to a new school. And we were moving at the time because I used to live in Eagle Mountain. Mm -hmm. So we moved up to Draper and we went to the school called American Prep. So I moved to APA in sixth grade and it was great, it was fun. I made a bunch of friends really easily because I'm a very social, outgoing person. Mm -hmm. sure. And it was really fun. And then once I got to seventh grade, everything started getting weird. You're still at the same school at APA? Yeah, okay. I was still at APA at the time. And everything started becoming weird. I started making my way up the ranks, because we were a small school, we're a charter mm -hmm. school. There was like 200 kids yeah. in the school. So, so you're making your way up in the ranks in their theater program? No, in or the school in Oh, general. just in the school, okay. Yeah, and I got into the air coders. It group. Like, uh -huh. I was in that, and it was weird, and we were all like, looked up to and stuff because I don't even know why I don't even know what happened or how we got to that point mm -hmm. but basically that's what happened we were friends with everyone everyone knew us that's not a bad place to be I mean to it's so great to have that many friends especially when you came from a situation where you felt like your one really close friend wasn't actually that much of a friend in yeah. the first place right so yeah totally it was a great change. change but then I started realizing how fake everyone was mm -hmm. And how everyone was out for, like, themselves only. Sure. If I worded that correctly. But, like, they would only care about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I was the person that everyone would come to. Because I, I, I think I'm a listener. I listen to people. And mm -hmm. I like to help them with their problems. That's what I've always done is throughout my life. And so I would never deal with my own problems. I would deal with theirs. And, like, at APA, 
it was the cool thing to be depressed. It was the cool thing sure. to cut or do bad things. Like, it was just the cool thing mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't even remember why. And so, like, everyone was doing it. And I was like, what is this? I don't even get it. And mm-hmm. so, like, of course, I fell into the, you know. How do you not? If you're with, if you're hanging out with all these people, I mean, it's so true that, like, the people you hang out with end up being, the, like, you end up becoming like them. So, yeah, all your friends are either really going through depression, which shouldn't be knocked, or even just faking it or, you know, pretending so that they can feel like they belong into the group, you're going to end up doing the same, just so that you kind of feel like you can still belong and still be a part of the friend group that you had found. Yeah, and that was the, like, main thing that happened. And then, as time went on at APA, I realized I started to become more numb. And I was like, I don't know what this is, Mm -hmm. but, like, I'm becoming numb and all this stuff. And so I basically just started to spiral. My grades s- fell so low. I could I didn't feel anything. I every night I'd be crying to my parents. It was I'd always say it's about my grades and how bad they were, but mm-hmm. really it was about your struggle in school and mm-hmm. and you're you're almost because by faking depression you almost ex- started to ex- experience real depression. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was just because it was the cool thing, or if I was mm-hmm. actually depressed, like, I didn't know, and I didn't want to be, like, that attention seeker that's yeah. like, look at me, I'm depressed, like, I, oh, I hate people like that, and I know I've done stuff like that in the past, because everyone loves attention, Yeah, you know? sure. that's what people do, and it, but you move on, and you learn from it, and then you, you know, you just have to help be a part of the group that stops that, you know, yeah. fake, um, doing things for, for, I guess, attention. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Sure. So your grades are starting to go really down, um, and you're starting to make some poor decisions, and then um, one day your parents found out. So what was their reaction, finding out that you had begun to self-harm? They were mostly just really scared, because my my parents uh-huh. grew up in a, well, my dad, his sister did have a mental illness, but like, she's good now, So and my mom, her family was fine, so mm-hmm. like, they both grew up in families that were like, didn't really have mental illness. Sure. And so now that their daughter is sitting here, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we don't know what to yeah. do. And we'll you're the only child, so it's not like they've had an older sibling. It's not like you've had an older sibling that they've gone through this with um, already. Yeah, so they saw the cats, they were worried, and there was no recent therapy, and I said, yes. So I mm-hmm. started therapy in eighth grade. That's great. I mean, I think there's a lot of stigma around therapy, but it's so helpful for people of any age whether or not you have a diagnosed mental illness or not it's just so nice to be able to talk through you know what's going on in your life with someone who can actually give you like real advice that is um like medically certified to actually help you and not just be from a friend who's you know doesn't really know what they're talking about yeah it it was great honestly i started out with this therapist who's really nice but she wouldn't push me to where i needed to go and then i got a new one like a couple months later oh awesome and she was great. She wouldn't. She would call me out for my bull crap, and it was just good. I was like, wow, okay. And some people need a therapist who's more easygoing and chill, but other people really do, like you, really need a therapist who's gonna push them along the way. And it's really just about finding what works for you. Yeah, I need that person to hold yeah. me accountable and mm-hmm. not just sure. And like she was good at it, but over time I learned how to like maneuver mm-hmm. my way around older things. And, and I was like, okay, I yeah. now know how to. <laughs> Maneuver my way uh-huh. around and not focus on the subject that I needed to focus on. Yeah. 
And yeah. so eighth grade happened, then I moved to Horner uh-huh, for his high school. A, your your APA school that you went to has a high school yes. option, but you chose to come to a public school. So what made you make that choice? Um, I to get away from the people mostly. And everyone was leaving anyway. Oh really? Do not do most people not even stay for high school? Not a lot, no. Like, um, a friend of mine stayed there for ninth grade and they said that like not a lot of people stayed. Most of us went to either Corner or Bingham or Rivertown. Other high schools. Just other high school around. And so we all just kind of dispersed, and I was like, well, I want to disperse, too. I want to get away from the toxicity, mm-hmm. because that's when I started to realize. You have a great ex- uh, experience at APA yeah. anyway, so you get a fresh start, you're getting your high school, so freshman year comes around, and you're starting to feel a little bit better, you're at this new school, and you're doing theater, which you love, but you still um, were feeling pretty numb, so can you talk about that experience of beginning um, high school, but, you know, still having some of the feelings that you had in middle school. Yeah. So it was just, it was just kind of this lingering feeling of just not like sadness, just kind of like, oh, I don't really want to focus on my problems. I'll focus on other people's Mm -hmm. problems. Because, you know, that's what I've done. Totally. (laughs) And so basically coming into like the theater program and meeting all these amazing people was so great because I met so many people. Like, to the point where I was like, huh, if I were to say to APA, I would not know this many people. I would not be able to. Solely just based on the fact that APA is so much smaller, mm-hmm. too. Like, Corner has, what, 3,000? So many people, yeah. So many, and, like, APA has, like, 200. Mm-hmm. So it's a really big difference. And I'm a very social person, so I like yeah, the yeah. bigger social areas and stuff. Totally. But, like, as the time went on, I only took a semester of theater. And after that semester, I just started. Your freshman year, right? Freshman okay. year, yeah. I started to just vomit again, and I was like, what is going on? Your like grades or your mental health, or what was Both. vomiting? I didn't know what to do, and it made me fail a quarter of English. It wow. got so bad. Yeah. And so then, freshman year ended, everything was good. I was like, okay, I'm I'm chilling, we're good. So then we go to sophomore year, I feel like I'm doing good, you know? I And we did Little Mermaid, and that was my first, like, I wasn't like Disney. I was literally one of the sisters. But like it was one of them are sisters. Well, it's a. It's like a role that um, is definitely very important. You're like people might think of lines and like solo parts, but you're not. I mean, you're not like Ariel and you're yeah. not like Ursula, right? So, um, but you're still. You feel like very important. You feel like you're a good part of the program. And you're proud. Yeah. Yeah. And then that ended, and everyone has post-play depression. I never realized how bad sure. it gets. Any theater kid, once the show is over, you just you missed it, and you. Can't wait for the next one to start. Yeah, honestly, it's it post play depression is not fun. And yeah. so like that happened, I was like, oh, I'm sad. I don't really have a lot to do. But I was in theater three with my friends, and I was mm-hmm. like, it was good. It was fun. I was enjoying life. But then just randomly, I started getting sad again, mm-hmm. and just my grades falling again. And I failed another quarter, like the same routine that happened freshman year, and it got me kicked out of drama competition. And that's when it really hit me. So for drama competition at the school that Abby and I go to, um, one of the biggest rules that is like the competition itself rule is that you can't have two Fs. And so something our directors do is say that you can't have one F just that they don't risk it. So your grades caused you to get removed from the drama competition team, right? Yeah. Um, how early along the competition 
office when you were moved? Like, were you about to perform, or was it pretty in the beginning? So, it was right after second quarter, I believe. So, like, right when the first cutoff was. Yeah, so, you know, near the beginning of drama competition, but nothing had gotten serious. (laughs) So, I mean, at least you weren't getting getting an F right before competition started. And so... It's still a big deal, though. Yeah, it's Everybody knows about it, too. It's Mm -hmm. very public, and so... Mm -hmm. It was not fun, and then my parents, like, it got, so my grades got so bad that they took me out of, like, this thing we go to called Utah Theater Association. Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't let me go to that sophomore year, like, my grades were so bad. Mm-hmm. And so, it kind of got me to the point where I was like, okay, I need to get back on my crap. Yeah. And so, I auditioned for Productions Company. I talked mm-hmm. with Miss Atkinson, Mr. Spalding. Who are our theater directors. Yes. And so... I talked to them, and they were like, you need to make a deal, you cannot have any more Fs, you need to get on top of everything, I was yeah. like, heck yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so you're a talented actor, and they obviously want you in the program, but it's too risky, I don't want to say it's too risky, but it, it's definitely like something that they have to consider if someone hasn't had the best grades, because it, it affects the whole team. You yeah, know? and so junior year came around, I was making friends everywhere, I loved everyone in Coco, it was production company, sorry, I loved everyone okay. in productions company. And it was it was so fun. We had Shakespeare competition. We did it all shook up. I didn't get a lead, but I didn't mind. So we did this thing called Featured Ensemble, mm-hmm. which is a big group of people that literally just become your family. And so everything was good for the first you half of the year. You felt better. You felt on top of the world. Again. Yeah. I was on this high, and it was great. And then something happened mm-hmm. that made everything come crumbling back mm-hmm. down. A choice that you made? A choice that I made that made everything come crumbling down. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I lost all my friends. I was sad. It was, I got to the point where I was almost put in a mental hospital. I, um, like, it got so bad that my parents were like, well, you're going to go here. And I was, like, begging and crying not to send me. Mm-hmm. So we didn't. But... We realized that something was definitely very mm-hmm. wrong. Because obviously, like, when you make a big mistake, you're going to feel really guilty and you're going to feel sad from that. But for that sadness to turn into extreme depression and suicidal thoughts, that is where you know, oh, this isn't just me being sad and upset and, and feeling disappointed in myself. This is me having an actual mental illness. And this is me having something that I need to get help with, you know? Yeah. And that's where everything just kind of hit. And so... Um, I was just very alone and very sad and s- just dwelling on the past. Mm-hmm. And and then I thought, like, I still have a few friends, you know, completely. I'm friends with those people. Mm-hmm. And they helped me out. And they helped me deal with a lot of stuff from my past. My parents helped me deal with some stuff. My therapist mostly helped me heal those wounds and move on. Mm-hmm. And so last year, I still kept fighting. I got... A's and B's all year, like that's great. Even while you were even really like, struggling with this decision that you had made, but it, you know, you're able to overcome it and and you know be successful in yeah. your schooling. And like over the summer, I just kind of spent a lot of time alone, mm-hmm. and I learned to be less codependent sure. on other people. That's so great. What I realized was that's what I was doing mm-hmm. all my life, and I just learned to just not care. And, of course, I care about, like, myself, and I care about mm-hmm. others, but I learned to just not care 
what others think and learn to not be codependent. And so I was, I was really making good progress over the summer. And then this year came, I got a new therapist. Mm -hmm. She's so now you're in your senior year. Mm -hmm. You have a, this is your third therapist or my third. Okay. Yes. My third, because my old one got a new job. And Mm -hmm. so that was, I was really sad, but then I got this new therapist Mm -hmm. and I felt fine. I felt good. My life was going, my life was still going great. Yeah. But at the time, my life was like, I was, I was doing good. Mm-hmm. And so, I got this new therapist, and we had a couple sessions that were really good. Mm-hmm. And then one session, she started just digging and digging and digging and digging. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm fine opening up because she's my therapist. But afterwards, I had a full panic attack in my car for, like, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I did not know what to do. I was like, I've never really had, yeah. I've had panic attacks in the past. So all of these emotions that you had tried not to feel, you know, all come to surface and that, that's a lot, especially for a teenager to deal with. Yeah. And so I called my dad freaking out on the phone. He's like, he thought I was in a car crash. And I was like, nope, just panic attack in my car. And he was like, you're nuts. And I was like, yeah, I know. And so basically me and we're going to start Figuring out different coping mechanisms sure. and sort of pushing everything down because most of my anxiety that I have now is based off of the codependency that I had mm-hmm. and the mistake I made in the past and all this stuff. And so we're going to try and figure out better coping mechanisms. And I'm You're getting your therapist, are. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to put me on medication. That's and great. Yeah, we're finding all these solutions and life is good. And yes, yes I may have had all these hard times, but honestly, mm-hmm. I'm in a good place where I've realized who my true friends are mm-hmm. and that I've realized I don't need certain people in my life mm-hmm. to make me feel better. Yeah. I don't need a thousand friends. You don't need to be friends with everybody. No. It often just becomes more stressful. Yeah. You know, it's always important to be nice to everybody, of course, but you don't need to be best friends with everybody, you know? Yeah. And so now I'm just moving on to college mm-hmm. and I can't wait yeah. to see what's coming up. So you... Started high school pretty nervous. You had a lot of issues with your grades and with choices you made and anxiety and depression. And now you succeeded so much this year. You had great grades and you're going to a fantastic college and you're going to pursue musical theater. And that's like so, so exciting that you've got this bright future ahead of you. And you'll be going into this new time of your life with great coping mechanisms to help you with your anxiety and um, like self-forgiveness from things you've done in the past. Yeah, for sure. So throughout this um, kind of dark time or journey in your life, um, if you could say one singular light came out of it, what would you say that is? Um, That I've learned to love myself more. That's beautiful. I love that. Yay. (laughs) If you are experiencing anxiety and you would like to call a crisis hotline, I recommend 800-273-8255. And they also have an online texting chat where you can text hello to 741741. So with that being said, I'd like to thank you for coming and joining me today, Abby, and sharing your light. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm glad I could share light. Thank you to the audience for choosing to tune in. And I hope you will join us next time to hear another formative story. This has been This Little Light of Mine with Lauren.